0: Hello, this is TCE number 41, Theology and Current Events on the Padre Peregrino Podcast. My name is Father Dave Nix, and I'm joined today by Armando Valenzuela, former LA cop, former Marine. I guess once a Marine, always a Marine, right? That's correct. Well, welcome to the Padre Peregrino Podcast. Thank you for having me. So what we're going to talk about today is, is Santa Muerte compatible with Catholicism? Many of you know that Santa Muerte is a dark devotional that seemed to have come out of Mexico relatively recently. And Armando, he's half Pima Indian, half Mexican, having worked as an LA cop, gone back to Mexico for funerals, he's seen quite a bit. We're going to talk about, he's also very practicing Catholic, very devout Catholic. So we're going to talk today about this question, is Santa Muerte compatible with Catholicism? Uh, can you give us maybe the uh, two-minute history of your life? Tell us where you were born, raised, how you got to the Marines, how you got to uh, L.A. Cops.
1: I was uh, raised in uh, South Central Los Angeles uh, as a young
0: man. Oh, uh, yeah, the rough neighborhood. Tell us about that neighborhood. Rough,
1: rough neighborhood. Uh, South Central is a high-crime area. It's patrolled by... Los Angeles PD South Division, and it's patrolled as well by the sheriff's, specifically uh, Compton area, which borders south Central LA.:
0: you got in a lot of fights as a kid? Uh, I was race fighting. It was race fighting. I was race fighting. Yes. How'd that lead to the Marines?
1: Well, uh, because the area is inundated with uh, gangs and I didn't want to be part of a gang, even though I was raised with gang members, I knew gang members, my best friend was a gang member and was killed, I said there has to be another life out there. So I figured that if I joined the military, specifically the Marine Corps, then I would get all the training I want, build up my uh, leadership skills, and I would be, uh, get away from the gangs. And because the gangs respect Marines, so.
0: And after that, you came back, you were studying pre-med. By kind of a fluke, you applied to law enforcement, got the job. Tell us a little bit about being on the streets of uh, of Los Angeles as a cop.
1: Well, working in Los Angeles, um, it, it, the demographics of Los Angeles have changed a little bit. And when I was in South L.A. as a child, it was basically predominantly uh, a black community. Maybe uh other, which is uh, Asian, uh, Mexican, uh, some South Americans, very few uh, Asians, and (coughs) returning basically 10 years later, we had was an infusion of more uh, South American, I mean, Central Americans coming in, and believe it or not, Polynesians coming into the uh, South area.
0: Now, last night when we were talking uh, that little mountain house above Los Angeles, you told me what you were an agent for. Can you say that on the air? Are you able to talk about what you're an agent for, for LAPD?
1: Well, I was, uh, I was assigned with South Bureau Division, and in that position, we targeted uh, high-violent gang members.
0: So today's topic is Santa Muerte. I'm going to read just a little bit off of Wikipedia. I know it's not the most reliable source, but... My view is if even Wikipedia says it, there's going to be some truth to it. So the official name for Santa Muerte is Nuestra Señora de la Santa Muerte. Now that happens to not be a reference to the mother of God. But unfortunately, it's a bit of a replacement of her. It says this is a cult image, female deity. That's how we know it's not referring to Our Lady. A female deity and folk saint in folk Catholicism and Mexican neo-paganism. She is a personification of death. She is associated with healing, protection, safe delivery to the afterlife by her devotees. Of course, we know as Catholics it's the exact opposite of that. Despite condemnation by leaders of the Catholic Church and more recently evangelical movements, her following has become increasingly prominent since the turn of the 21st century. Then it has a picture on Wikipedia, and it is a statue decorated with a crown and very colorful garments, but it's actually a skeleton. What we see is, is a uh, head. Another name for Santa Muerte is Lady of Shadows, Lady of Night, White Lady, Black Lady, Skinny Lady, Bony Lady, and then Lady of the Dead. And what it says here is that Santa Muerte appeared as originally a male figure, but is now generally appearing as a skeletal female figure, clad in a long robe and holding one or more objects, using a scythe and a globe, her robe can be of any color as more specific images of the figure vary widely from devotee to devotee and according to the rite being performed or the petition being made now this is this next line is very interesting to me armando and i were discussing this at lunch he said it was he said it was a new dark devotion and i said i thought it went way back but he was correct it says here on wikipedia the cult of santa muerte began in mexico sometime in the mid 20th century and was clandestine until the 1990s. Now the reason we were talking about the cartels is because they kind of exploded this devotion and a spoiler alert here or this is the spoiler this isn't a spoiler alert the spoiler is of course you and I are against Santa Muerte but there's a lot of white Catholics out there that think this is how they can kind of maybe be multicultural to Mexicans and then there's Mexicans who really just think this is part of, maybe not Catholicism, but you told me at lunch, Mexican culture. And people can do their own research on Santa Muerte. I want you to tell us why you think it's spiritually dangerous. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Is it spiritually dangerous?
1: Very much so, because the Santa Muerte is dealing with demons. So in Mexican culture... The Latino community is very familiar with uh, witches' shops. So in Spanish is brujería, uh, boticas, where they sell potions, they sell candles, they sell devotions to certain identities in the spiritual realm for material gain, for uh, a partner, for success. Or fame and that's why they go to these uh, witches to get these potions and they, and they pay them so it's it's like a, a commercializing it
0: so we have a common friend named Jesse Romero and you and him were doing some research for his book the devil in the city of angels as our topic today is Santa Muerte sounds like you guys wanted to do some research if I understand from what you told me last night there is a location in Los Angeles, that's kind of the temple or the center of Santa Muerte. You guys started to investigate this, kind of thinking this was just a low level devotional place that had a gift shop, a bunch of hokey things like that. But you found a little bit more in there than just a gift shop. Can you tell us about when you and uh, Jesse went to this place and um, and what happened in there?
1: Yes, uh, well, when I was with Jesse, uh, we were, Visited some uh different uh, brujeria shops, and this was one of the shops that we went to and When we went there, you could feel um, a negative presence and we, we just shrugged it off uh, we of course uh, we had went to mass in the morning, we had sent some prayers, we went to communion we had gone a confession, so we were basically geared up and then on top of that, we said some uh, Prayers prior to entering these these locations, so we felt we're geared up. And what happened was, as Jesse was going to this location, and and at the into the Santa
0: Muerte Santa Muerte temple temple, yeah.
1: And at the entrance of this temple was a life size mannequin, you could say that is was a skeleton sitting on a chair, dressed in robes with uh, fruit present at his like an offering and some incense uh some um minor fruit some fruit and in the santa muerta's hands sitting on the table and around him as well or around the this the life-size statue and where terry or jesse excuse me jesse was um, trying to enter the temple and he fell like a presence preventing him from entering the temple. And after uh, like his third try trying to enter, we, we re- redirected towards the gift shop, which was right, immediately left to us, another dare- doorway. And what happened was, when he moved away from me, because he was in front of me, I felt immediately a claw upon my chest. And I just felt like a sharp hand, basically a claw on my chest. And I just, I just shrugged it off. Uh, went into the gift shop with, uh, Jesse and we're looking at the different, um, trinkets that they had. They had candles, just like at the, um, shops. Uh, they had oils. They had uh, a satanist Bible. They had some minor literature on witchcraft, demonology, um, stuff that you you could buy uh, like a gift. But there are uh, images for their devotion, and just like at the um, witches shops, whatever that, whatever you're asking for, success. Uh, fame, money, uh, a partner, uh, a physical partner. And that's why people go to these shops to receive these favors. And um, that's where we spent about 10 15 minutes. Mm. Uh, we felt a negative presence. It was a very negative presence.
0: Now tell us about you ended up running into a man who had uh, left his involvement in Santa Muerte, returned to Catholicism. He needed deliverance ministry upon himself, Uh, but you told me last night something very striking in his deliverance time that connected to your experience in that shop, that temple here in Los Angeles. What happened?
1: Well, that temple was investigated by LAPD, which were Complaints of uh, animal cruelty being committed there. So LAPD investigated it, cited the temple for animal cruelty. And basically what they were doing there were offering blood sacrifice. Which they're basically killing uh, pigeons, chickens, and then offering up the blood for their ritual. And when it went to court... And who do you think that blood is... Being offered to, um, Satan demons. Yeah. So what happened was, the case went to court and it was thrown out. Well, that evening, and and this is the past history of this place.
0: That evening
1: after. Wait, being, when why
0: was that? Th- why was the case thrown out?
1: Uh, the case is thrown out because they are saying that their religious freedom. And that their blood sacrifice was not animal cruelty, but was part of their ritual for their religion.
0: Not amazing, they get a pass.
1: So they got a pass by the court, and and the courts found that their uh, that their religious freedoms were being infringed by being cited for animal cruelty. Okay. So um, me and uh, so we left the area, and so me and Jesse went to uh, a former satanist to talk to him for further research on his book that he had wrote. Um, And what happened was this former Satanist told us without a doubt that the Santa Muerte temple that they all have blood sacrifice. and The reason he said it without doubt is because that he was not at that temple, but he was his involvement in Satanism, that they wanted him to do uh, a blood sacrifice. And he had been a Satanist for a little bit, X amount of time. And because he was gaining stature in the cult, he was required to do a blood sacrifice, which he refused to do. And then due to that, he he left the uh, Satanist cult. And in the process of him living the Satanist cult, returning back to Catholicism, uh, he had to get assistance from Catholic priests. And in the process of getting assistance from the Catholic priest, he basically had to have a minor exorcism done upon him. So as we were speaking, he was giving his story, how, how hard it was for him, how he went through these... Uh, exorcism for X amount of days and he goes and it was very painful for him because when the priest was saying the exorcism prayers over him minor exorcism prayers uh, he felt a claw tearing at his chest or his his body within his body from his limbs when the priest was saying these exorcism prayers so he felt the demon clawing at him not wanting to let go of him so wherever the the demonic presence was in his body, that claw did not want to leave his flesh.
0: And just to be clear for all listeners, Santa Muerte means holy death. In Spanish, Santa would also be the adjective, the feminine adjective that can be put before a saint. Um, Armando, is there such thing as a Santa Muerte saint? No. No, there's no, not. No whatsoever. And so what, what I'd like our listeners to understand, and I think most of them know this is, There's no mediocre spirits. There's no ambivalent spirits in the spiritual world. They are either angels or demons. And so there's no fence riding in the spiritual world. Um, Angels lead you to worship of God and obedience of God. And demons lead you to hatred of God. And so when you open doors in your heart to things that are not saints or angels, any spirits that is not God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, saints and angels, are demons. It says in Psalm 94:95 the the gods of the nations are demons. So anything that is not worshiping God, that is not a human on earth because there are mediocre and ambivalent humans on earth, but any spirits that are not saints and angels, that are not God himself, um are gonna probably open up doors in your hearts to not only demons but the effects of demons which often ends up being oppression, obsession, and possession. And the story you tell us today uh, is very clear um, that devotion to Santa Muerte is devotion to a demon. Am I right about saying that? Correct. What would you say to listeners about um, this who think it's uh, harmless is the word I'm looking for. I think there's a lot of Catholics out there that just say, oh, let them have their fun, everyone has some weird um, quirks in their spirituality. It, Santa Muerte is a harmless devotion the Mexican should have.
1: Unfortunately, and uh, what happens sometimes uh, in couples, and this is very common, uh, couples would go to these boticas or these witches' shops mm-hmm. to get potions so that their. Stressed marriage can uh, get back in alignment, you know, that their husband or their boyfriend can fall back in love with them. And what happens is when they do that, they open themselves up to a demon who is attached, becomes attached to them now. Mm. So they're doing this out of, say, love Mm -hmm. or devotion. But what happens is, it becomes misconstrued, and it becomes no longer a love, but it becomes an evil because now the demon is controlling the person, not the person controlling the situation.
0: Yes, I, and I think that's exactly right. A lot of times, people pick up these so-called harmless devotions, whether it's black magic or white magic. Um, Father Amorth in Italy he talked about how many Italians made the mistake of condemning black magic but being okay with white magic. Uh, They thought there was such thing as, you know, bad satanic magic, but then there were certain people doing good magic. Father Morth, the chief exorcist of Rome through the 1980s, made it very clear both are going to lead you to Satan who's going to mess your life up in all these different ways. So even if your intention is good, if you're going to one of these witch shops, if you're doing Santa Muerte, um, I heard Father Ripperger say in a talk actually done here in L.A. with Terry and Jesse, that demons don't care about your feelings. They don't care. I, I, I would maybe add on to what he says. They don't care about your intentions. If you're doing something evil, if you're opening up the doors, even if your intentions are good, these demons can still have access to your heart, to your mind. And just like any deal with the devil, anytime you make a deal with the devil, things get worse. They don't get better. Um, there might be a temporary temporary uh, blessing, but that's just bait that Satan can use um, to draw you deeper into the evil. Things always end up worse. Even before we talk about heaven and hell, deals with the devil always lead to hell unless you bring it to confession. But even before we get to heaven and hell, things get worse when you take on these devotionals. Now you tell me you've been down back to Mexico for... Uh, some funerals or no you'll see on you'll see on the side of the road some of these little um statues set up when someone dies to santa martin tell me about that
1: yes i, <coughs> I travel to mexico on uh, certain occasions for whatever reason and what happens usually on the outside of the city limits for example say tijuana <coughs> they will have little memorials on the highway So an example is, on the news, when there's a death of a child or a horrific car accident, bypassers would place candles, teddy bears, flowers at that location. Well, what the drug cartels do is they place these little shrines to Santa Muerte on the outside of the city limits on the highway. And basically what it is, is to protect them Against law enforcement, local law enforcement, from there transporting the drugs. So what happened was a few years ago, um, the Mexican military was going to these temples, these small t- shrines, the size of a, a, a small doghouse, mm-hmm. and basically smashing these these shrines. Mm. And then what happened was, they're being monitored from the people that set them up. And two days later, another shrine will be in its place. Wow. And that's how serious they are. That's how devoted they are to the Santa Muerte.
0: What's the connection between cartels and Santa Muerte?
1: Well, unfortunately, what's happening in uh, the drug cartel world or the drug cartel, some of these cartels, to gain power over other cartels, they devoted themselves to Santa Muerte and the... Insist that any recruit that comes into their cartel that they renounce Catholicism. They have to do a ceremony, a formal ceremony to renounce Catholicism. And then they have to rededicate themselves to Santa Muerte.
0: That's just incredible. You made the point last night when you mentioned this when we talked late into the night over at Terry's place about this. That it's amazing the cartels recognize the one true religion is Catholicism. And many Catholics don't recognize that. You didn't exactly use those words. You made the point that the cartels recognize the power of Catholicism in making them renounce him, renounce our Lord and Our Lady in Catholicism and then rededicate themselves to Santa Muerte. So that right there tells me this is not a harmless, dark devotion of Mexicans. This is um, deeply tied to the cartels. Um, it's tied to renouncing Catholicism I think there's a lot of Catholics out there that would say, you know, you don't... Devoting yourself to demons doesn't actually gain you any power. It's all, it's all hokey, whatever. So just don't do it because it's bad, but it won't gain you power. I hold the, half, the second half of that, that it is very bad, but I actually will assert, you, you can disagree with me if you want, that Santa Muerte, because it is a demon, possibly Satan himself, Because God has allowed a certain limited amount of power into the hands of demons, and unfortunately anyone who would make deals with these demons, limited temporary power, um, anyone who does make a deal with them actually might successfully gain some of this preternatural power. And so I would actually propose that even though ultimately it's going to drag him to hell and probably even before then have him lose a lot of power, the cartels are actually gaining some objective. And I I don't mean to be tempting any listeners to try this because it's, gonna lead you to hell and probably a total destruction of your life on earth but correct me if I'm wrong this demon of Santa Muerte possibly Satan probably does gain some real power for these cartels who consecrate themselves to him. yes
1: we gotta remember uh, a demon is a fallen angel and angels have a vast amount of knowledge And this knowledge is in the spiritual realm. So the drug cartels believe in the spiritual realm, which unfortunately is not being taught in the Catholic Church. Now, if the drug cartels believe in the spiritual realm, they're practicing a religion contrary to Catholicism, then why are not Catholics Or the Catholic Church putting more stress on devotion to the angels, devotion to the spiritual realm. That's right. In the good of God, the goodness of God.
0: I think the two most underrated devotions in the Catholic Church is Saint Joseph and the angels. And I know you have a very great devotion to the angels. Isn't it amazing that cartels know that Catholicism and Santa Muerte are mutually exclusive? You can't be doing both. Even the cartels know that.
1: That's correct, and it, it's 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 very interesting that in their criminal mentality of doing bad, which is harming other people, yes. they believe in the spiritual realm where they're devoting themselves to a fallen angel who is a demon.
0: And remember, I read you from Wikipedia. This is a relatively new thing in Mexico. This this really dark devotion of Santa Muerte. It's a it's relatively new. I can't help but think that the overturning of traditional Catholicism that had such a deep emphasis on the angels, on the saints, on Our Lady of Guadalupe, on the ascetical life, on the spiritual and the truly mystical, not the fake mystical, I can't help but think the overturning of traditional Catholicism has left a vacuum for the Mexican people to hunger for something more deep than just mariachi masses (laughs) And, and maybe this is one reason they've turned to such a dark devotion, is this vacuum for what used to be traditional Catholicism.
1: Great point, Father Dave. For the simple fact, in the Latin community, in the church, the charismatic movement has taken a very deep hold in the Latino community, in the church. Yeah. And that is just an example why Catholics or Specifically, the Latino community has an attraction to the spiritual realm.
0: Very cheap, yeah. Definitely. So, what
1: happens is if you remove that spiritual realm, which we say in the Apostles' Creed, we believe in the visible and the invisible, That's good point. we pronounce it. It's awesome. But yet, it is not being emphasized in the church, and these people are going away from it and turning to uh, Santa Muerte, turning to brujería turn into um, Hinduism or, or, or Buddhism because they wanna be in connection with the spiritual realm, which the vacuum has been created by yeah. the church not um, um,
0: emphasizing it. People are tired of the of the I'm okay, you're okay gospel. They're gonna go deep into spirituality and if that's not offered by the Catholic hierarchy, they might look to, as you said, Buddhism or Hinduism or Santa Muerte. You know, Paul writes in the Bible, the last enemy to be defeated is death. In other words, the last enemy to to be defeated by Christ crucified, who is God, is death. And so I can't help but think Santa Muerte could be a personification of a real demon, possibly Satan himself, since the very thing Christ came to, as the Byzantines say in their Easter liturgy, he trampled down death by death. I love that. All through Easter, the Byzantine Catholics chant that Christ has trampled down death by death. So how evil for people to be ensnared into turning away from Christ, who's conquered death by his passion, death, and resurrection, who gives us eternal life, to turn to the very corruption that he saved us for, which is, which is death. He saved, or rather, saved us from. He saved us from death. Christ has trampled down death. Why in the world would anyone want to return to that which Christ crucified and risen has trampled down?
1: This is correct.
0: See, it's right. It's a rhetorical question. There's no good answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Armando, thank you so much for joining us on the Padre Peregrino podcast. Very enlightening. Any final words to um, people who are involved, Catholics especially, Catholics involved in Santa Muerte? Any final words to them?
1: Go to your local priest go to confession. It's real. I've experienced it in more than one way. This is just one story. Yeah. Um, In my law enforcement career, I've seen stuff and people around me cannot explain
0: it as well. I love your point on confession um, because today's podcast, it wasn't to scare anybody, but it was to make people realize the reality of the spiritual realm. But The power of confession is one confession, as long as you say everything you can, frees you from any past attachments, any doors you open, any connection to past demons. Um, Yeah, some people need minor exorcisms after that. Some people need major exorcisms. But if you make the confession and die even before an exorcism, you still go to heaven or purgatory, provided you're sorry. But the main point I want people to hear about you mentioning confession is um We are forgiven of any involvement with the occult or the diabolical with one good confession, which ultimately shows us the the power of God, that God is infinitely more powerful than Satan, that as much as Satan hates you, God's love for you is is infinitely more than that, and one confession can bring you out of that. But you can't be making excuses that Santa Muerte is compatible with Catholicism. You actually have to repent and believe to approach the confessional, and then God can forgive you. But give up Santa Muerte if it's any part of your life at all, any devotionals that have not come from traditional Catholicism giving us the saints and the angels. Thank you, Father, for having me. God bless you. Take care.